Hi guys and welcome back to my podcast, The Fading Aging Sex Symbol. I haven't done one of these for so long and I'm so sorry. Um, I only like to do these things when I'm kind of inspired and something makes me say, oh, you know what, I really need to talk about that. There's been certain things that I've thought about talking about and just didn't seem right, but I'm back. I want to talk about this because um, it was so strange what recently happened. Uh, a lot of you Marilyn fans out there, you must have heard of Michelle Morgan. She's probably the most famous Marilyn Monroe author now. I mean, there's some great Marilyn authors. They've usually done one book on Marilyn and then go on to do other books. Michelle has written books about Marilyn many times over, about the beginning of Marilyn's career in Before Marilyn, which thank you, Michelle, she dedicated to me. <laughs> She's also written um, uh, Marilyn Monroe's life story in Private and Undisclosed. She's also did a book about um, Marilyn's addresses in London, which was her first ever book, actually, which I was so excited to get because it's really hard to get. And if you're a Marilyn fan, get this book especially if you're in London. Now, people call me uh, the British Marilyn. Even though I was born in the USA, some people who know I was born in the USA then get shocked to hear that I have a British accent. But all of you that do follow me, you know that I'm British and you couldn't have a more British accent than me. <laughs> I'm like Dick Van Dyke. But um, I, when I first became a Marilyn Monroe fan, I was really excited to find out that the only time she left America was to come to London. Now, being British and living in London and, and grew, grew up in London, that was a really big deal for me. Um, so yeah, I grabbed Michelle's book and I found out all the places she'd been to. Anyway, the reason I wanted to do this podcast today is a lot of you may have seen, if you're in the UK, some of you I know who are not in the UK managed to find it online, but a lot of you may have seen me in the new TV show called The Savoy on ITV every Wednesday night. And it's this about behind the scenes of the Savoy Hotel. And um, the Savoy is probably the most famous hotel in London. It's just full of history. And it was the hotel where Marilyn Monroe did her press conference to announce her new film, The Prince and the Showgirl. And I went uh, to the Savoy this week. Well, no, it's not this week, now it's Monday. I don't know about you, but COVID makes me lose track of time. Today, Susie, is Monday. Thank you, other part of my brain. So last week, my lovely mum said to me on Tuesday, would you like to go to the Savoy today and have dinner with me? Now, that day I wasn't washing my hair, so I decided to go with her. And we went to the grill and we had beautiful oysters. And I'm not just saying this because it's the Savoy, but it truly was the nicest oysters I've ever had in my life. And we sat in the Savoy grill where Marilyn Monroe has sat and Charlie Chaplin has sat, Winston Churchill, Grace Kelly. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Everybody who's everybody has been there. Marlena Dietrich and... So we arrived there and my mum was really happy because the guy had seen me on the TV because even though it was broadcast the next day, they had an advanced little viewing of it. So my mum was really proud to say she, I was her daughter, which is always lovely. <laughs> and we spoke about Marilyn. Anyway, I took some pictures, I put them up on Facebook and Michelle contacted me, Michelle Morgan, the author, and said, Susie, that's crazy you went there today because today is the day I'm writing about Marilyn being in London and at the Savoy. 
So that's so strange because I've been at the Savoy many, many times and I've celebrated actually there with some Marilyn fans and what people don't know is I've done a few gigs there and my changing area, I looked and I thought, I've seen this before. It was a set of mirrors because I said, yeah, there's mirrors here for you to get changed. I said, I've seen these mirrors before. How do I know these mirrors? And then it dawned on me, they were the same mirrors and lights that Marilyn Monroe stood in front of. The real Marilyn Monroe, not this fake. <laughs> the real Marilyn Monroe stood in front of when she was getting ready for a press conference. And there's pictures all over the internet and you can see them of uh, Marilyn with Laurence Olivier. And um, yeah, she's walking in front of them. And there I am, stark naked. <laughs> stark naked in front of them. Um, but no, put my clothes back on and got some people to take pictures of me <laughs> in uh, front of them. Um, so it's, it's so crazy though to think they're still there. And unfortunately the public, you won't be able to see them because... Oh, sorry about that. Oh, something's going on with my computer. Oh, we've got gremlins in the system. Mm. If this podcast suddenly ends, it was the last podcast ever because my brand new laptop is looks like it's about to blow up. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, they're, they're still there. And we're back. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, yeah, there was something wrong. I shouldn't talk about Marilyn being in England. She probably just is in the room somewhere. <laughs> Oh, that would be lovely, actually. If Marilyn, if you're here, um, hope you enjoyed my podcast about your time in England. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's crazy. So Michelle's writing this book about Marilyn Monroe's time in London, and I'm so excited. It'll be out in January 22. Is that how we say it now? January 22, yeah. God, what's wrong with me today? It's Monday, guys, and I've only had one bit of coffee. Um, so, yeah, her new book, she's writing it at the moment, and... Um, it's weird because this week, not obviously the week we're in, but this week is the week that Marilyn was here and all this stuff is happening to me and Michelle's writing about that week. It's it's brilliant. I love that when things like that happen. I always think there's some energy and some synchronicity and we're all connected um, in this, this cosmic weirdness that we're in at the moment. So I've had some great times related to Marilyn Monroe being in London and... Um, one really lovely thing happened to me. I mean, obviously Marilyn Monroe, as you know, lived at Parkside. And when I was first a Marilyn fan, um, one of the fans um, organized us to go, Debs organized us to go to Parkside. And we were actually very, very lucky. Parkside is a private residence. It's not um, a venue, it's not a hotel, it's a private residence. And we were lucky enough to get to go there and have um, some brunch with uh, the housekeeper. And got to look around it. Anyway, years later, I always remembered that when I was first as Marilyn. Years, years, years later, it was Marilyn Monroe's birthday. And um, no, tell a lie and shame the devil. It wasn't her birthday. It was the day of her death. This is why it was important. Because usually I would have been in Los Angeles at the memorial. I was going quite a lot. This is, this is quite recent. And um, I couldn't go that year. Um... I can't remember why I couldn't go, but there was a reason. I think I had some jobs that came up. Anyway, but it was a really like funny time. Anyway, God, that, that was a long way of getting to this, wasn't it? <laughs> August the 5th, I got a last minute job and I always loved doing gigs on Marilyn's 
passing day. I used to have problems with it. I used to think, oh, you shouldn't, but it depends what you're doing. I wouldn't really, you know, um, say it's, a, it's, it's nice just to keep a legacy alive. Does that make sense? Um, and this day, somebody called me and said, Susie, would you sing at a care home? And I've got to be honest, that's probably the only care home I've sung at. It's not really usual um, uh, thing for me. I'm not like singing old songs or like a lot of my friends do these care homes. They sing like vintage songs. It's really lovely. I've never done one. And um, I said, well, yeah, what do I have to do? And they said, we just want you to come in and sing happy birthday to this guy that's there and then sing a few songs and meet the residents it's gonna be really beautiful and I thought it's gonna be super beautiful because it's Marilyn's passing day and these are the people that probably loved Marilyn back then and saw her films the first time round, not like us you know and were around when she was around so I thought I'm gonna really enjoy that gig today when they sent me the address it was on the same street as Parkside House. I couldn't believe it. Out Ascot Way, Virginia Water. If you ever go there, um, Englefield Green it's called. This is where the care home was. I thought, wow, that's crazy. Anyway, so I did the job and at the end they gave me these beautiful flowers. It was so stunning. And I was like, oh, I, wish, I wish I could go to Parkside. But obviously it's a private residence, it's got big gates, you can't go in there. So I drove down the road and I thought I'll just go past it and I'll leave these flowers at the gate and just say, thank you Marilyn for everything that you've brought to my life. I mean, I'll be honest, if it, if it wasn't for Marilyn Monroe, I would never have met my best friend. I'd have never have met my closest friends. These people have changed my life and saved my life more than once. I wouldn't have met my boyfriend. So. I owe Marilyn a lot, so giving her my flowers wasn't a lot, <laughs> but it was something I could do. So I drove down, there was Parkside, there was the gates, and as I got there, the gates opened. Now usually, I've got to be honest, I'm not like my friend Dawn, I'm quite a chicken, I'm not that brave. Um, I'm brave I have to be, but I'm not cheeky. Well, that's the wrong word, I'm probably, I am cheeky, but I, I'm not brave enough to just drive in someone's house. But that day, Jesus took the will. I don't know who took the will, but I found myself pulling into that house like I owned it. <laughs> I just pulled in, drove through the gates and drove down the gap, drove down the drive. And as I'm doing it, I'm thinking, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm going to get arrested. Um, so I pulled, actually, you can watch this video. It's somewhere on um, my Facebook because I think I streamed it because I was so frightened of being arrested. I thought if I get arrested, then Lisa would make a good Facebook video. So I'm these gates have opened. I've driven down these gates, going down the drive and there's Parkside. And obviously I'd seen it before, but it's still crazy to think. And it being August the 5th, I'm like, oh my God, and I've got these flowers. And I pull up and I see this guy coming out. I'm like, oh, oh I'm in trouble. I always remember there was a red bus. There was a red bus there for some reason, a big British bus. And I just stopped my car, like I say, like I own the place. I get out and just start walking to the front door. Where, and Marilyn fans will know this because it's uh, the door she stood out with all the press with Arthur Miller in the, in the doorway. I've actually got a picture of me in that doorway. And this guy comes up to me and he's German. I realise he's German when he starts speaking to me. And I say, look, I'm really, really sorry. I explained to him that it's Marilyn Monroe's 
anniversary of her death and I've been working at the end of the street in this care home and I just wanted to bring these flowers and leave them at the gate just as a memory of Marilyn he was so touched he's like oh come this is my um, mother's house come and meet my mother so he took me through and I met his mum and they were telling me about Marilyn and oh they were so sweet and I've, I've, he gave me his email address and my friends were like yeah sure he did of course he did <laughs> very sweet and I had such a lovely time I got to take some more pictures I took a video and it just reminded me of like the time I was there the first and it's it's so strange to visit that house because it's such a beautiful house I mean if any of you were ever lucky enough you've seen the pictures but if you're ever lucky enough to have a mad moment like I had and get to go there it's so beautiful it's like your dream English house but it's also sad to think that she didn't have a great time here and um that made me sad, but um, it's still a beautiful house. But going on about her time in England, I've worked at Pinewood a, a lot of times. I was friends with Peter Rogers, who was the producer of the Carry On films. What a character he was. So I've been all over Pinewood, and um, I once went to the back where the back lot where they did some of the stuff from Prince and the Showgirl. I was getting changed once, and I heard someone banging on the door, but there was nobody there. And I still think to this day it was somebody winding me up. I don't want to think it was a ghost or something. But there was nobody there. But I don't trust those people that work there. They'd probably do that to wind me up. I've got a very funny story, actually. In Germany, I was... Uh... <laughs> oh, this is so embarrassing to admit. I was in my uh, bedroom, my hotel bedroom in Berlin. And it was the... My, my father committed suicide and passed away. And it was his birthday or anniversary, I can't remember which one. And I was just, anyway, I was just thinking about him and I, I could smell his cigarettes. I was thinking, oh my God, my, my dad's in my room. The spirit of my dad is visiting me. So the next morning I got up and I couldn't wait to tell little Richard and Louis Armstrong, not the real ones, the lookalikes, about what happened. I was like, I was thinking about my dad and I could smell the cigarettes of my dad. And they were all like, wow, that's amazing. Like, his ghost must have been there. Anyway, this went on for like two months. I kept telling everybody about the ghost of my dad <laughs> and the cigarette smell. And then one night we were drinking at the bar and the Louis Armstrong just had enough. And he said, oh my God, Susie, shut up. It wasn't your dad. And I was like, what? And he said, it was me. I was leaning out my hotel window. He's, he's beneath me. And I was having a cigarette late at night outside my window. And the cigarette smoke was coming up and into my window. He goes, it wasn't your dad, it was me. So that, <laughs> that kind of killed me and my ghost visits. So I think maybe someone was banging on my door, even though I was in the same place at, at that part where Marilyn did the Prince and Showgirl, they told me. But when Marilyn Monroe did film Prince and Showgirl, she was, um, uh, the cinematographer was Jack Cardiff. And oh, I mean, Jack Cardiff is, is amazing. He's done My Fair Lady and, and lots, but he did Prince and Showgirl and he really loved Marilyn. And I was really lucky because I got a phone call. Um, would I sing Happy Birthday to Jack Cardiff again I was so lucky I wasn't washing my hair that day and of course I jumped at it and to meet just to meet Jack Cardiff but also to sing to him would be amazing this Oscar winning cinematographer who was with Marilyn every day and made her look beautiful I mean if, if you're listening to my podcast you're obviously a Marilyn fan but if you've seen her in Prince and the Showgirl how beautiful does she look I mean really she's just stunning in that he he made her look beautiful 
there were some things he told me that he would love to have changed on her um, he didn't like this super white makeup that she put on because it made her teeth look not the nice shade but Marilyn wanted it to look like that and I think it works for her it makes her look um, of that time in that Victorian era which is when it's meant to be set and they did have that white powdery makeup Marilyn knew I'm with her on this one but anyway, to meet Jack Cardiff was amazing, but it was so funny because I walked in and there he was. He was a, a really old man at, at, by now. And I'm not sure if it was his 80th or 90th. God, it's, I feel so bad not knowing that. But um, as I walked in, I started singing Happy Birthday. And at that moment, Jack put his hands to his heart and just went, oh, oh and passed out. I panicked, I thought, oh my God, what's he's, he's just died, <laughs> he's died. And then he woke up <laughs> and he's like, fooled you, <laughs> fooled you. Oh, it's like, Marilyn Rose come back, he nearly killed me and he was super sweet, but that did give me a nervous uh, moment. I thought, imagine, I know, I know she drove him mad on set, but for a lookalike to turn up and kill him would have been something totally wrong. But it, it's, it was so lovely to meet him and we spoke about her times um, on set and he only had nice things to say about her I love that um, recently I've just filmed a TV program and we touch on her times in England and I can't say obviously much about the TV program but um, there's some people now that they talk to you know we're running out of people that actually knew Marilyn and we're also people that did know Marilyn are kind of um, very very old so their memories I always think when people get very old their memories either become um, they either expand the story or the you know I don't know whether it, it things change and they get caught up in the mix and a lot of stuff that is rumour becomes fact so um, it was nice to actually talk to Jack who only had nice things to say and obviously he said there were some frictions on set but guys I've worked with casts I've worked on set if there's not friction those people are aliens. There has to be creative people all together trying to do something. There's always going to be conflict and friction. There's always a, a love. But yeah, that's some of my stories. I don't know what else to talk about um, being in London. I did, um, where's my phone? I did put some notes down. Um, I'm, I'm really rubbish at this, I've got to tell you. I am, I am trying. Um, oh yeah, the theatre next door. That was great as well. So seeing today, oh, this podcast is a bit long. Turn it off, you're bored. <laughs> um, go listen to something more interesting. But yeah, when I did the theatre show, Marilyn Nella, there's pictures obviously when Marilyn was in London and she um, was coming out of the Lyric Theatre and that's joint, the doors are joint with the Apollo. They're, they're, if you ever come to London, they're actually, they look like the same theatre. They're actually, because they're stuck together. And I got to do my West End show, Marilyn and Ella, in the Apollo so we had adjoining doors and there was like Marilyn coming out and there was me going in I was super excited about that I felt like it was the first time I was like wow as close as you can get to all these places in in London but um yeah and obviously I've got to tour with that Prince and the Showgirl dress there's a few of those dresses from Prince and the Showgirl and my lovely friend William in Ireland he actually owns the cloak the purple cloak from Prince and the Showgirl which I've got to see and everything it's so Oh, that's amazing. God, when I think back of all the stuff I've done as Marilyn, I feel so lucky. I should do a podcast. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's it from me. I'm going to be quiet now. Um, if you have any ideas of things to talk about, I want to keep it light because I don't know about you, but 
oh, the world right now. So, yeah, it was lovely talking about her being in London. And I'm so excited for Michelle Morgan's book, uh, January 22, 2022. God, that's... 2022. It's quite lucky, though, isn't it? All the twos. So it should be a great book. And it was Michelle's dream. And I cannot, cannot wait to read it. Lots of love, guys. Have a lovely day.